so what exactly that means and sort of like the little idiosyncrasies mm-hmm. that isn't necessarily talked about in the media mm-hmm. um just kind of a disclaimer sonia and i really did try our best to like understand this so if we're saying anything wrong feel free to like call us out yeah and another thing sorry i cut you off there everything that we are going to say has been cited just putting that out there <laughs> right out there so basically what is the row versus weight thing and like how did it first start so like about 50 years ago originally um the state had forbade abortions as unconstitutional except when the mother's life was in danger that's the only time abortions were considered allowed in the united states in the united states yes that's correct um but it wasn't until a pregnant woman of three children had actually tried to appeal this and was trying to claim that um, abortions went against the U.S. constitutions because it infringed a woman's right to privacy. And so as a result, the government, they did vote in favor of this woman. Um, The government, from there on, lacked the power to prohibit abortions. Yeah. Fast forward to now, where um, Roe versus Wade is now overturned because it was argued that there's no reference to abortions in the constitution. Mm-hmm. And I think, sorry, one thing, did you say it was a Supreme Court ruling? Oh yeah, sorry, the Supreme Court ruling. I should yeah. do emphasize that because it means it affects um, all U.S. states. Yes, all U.S. states. Not just one state, but all U.S. states. Yeah. Um, so as a result of this overturning, it is now expected. I know it could be like, oh, like, yeah, whatever, like, um, it got overturned. What does that mean? It mm-hmm. now means that as I think a certain study did like a research kind of thing uh, did research into a certain <laughs> study did research okay <laughs> a study looked into um, the probability of like the states and what they would be like what states would kind of be banned in uh, abortion laws and it was predicted that 26 states will or more likely will be banning abortion but yeah that's just kind of me trying to shine light on mm-hmm. the what's that word the issue the intensity of this issue kind of thing gotcha yeah so with all that being said now we i guess have a decent understanding or like i guess a surface level understanding of what the roe versus wade case is Mm -hmm. by the way roe um is the pseudonym of the person of the the mom that the The pregnant woman yeah yeah. of three of three it was like jane roe is what they kind of cute that was that was a bumpy one um but um, another thing so now that we have an understanding of that i want to flash over to isabella for a little bit of an overview of what abortions are Alrighty, so we're joined here today by isabella isabella do you want to give a little bit of an intro to yourself Sure. Thanks for having me. I'm Isabella. I am a newly registered midwife in Ontario. I did my education through McMaster University, which is one of two universities in Ontario that offer the midwifery education program. Um, I would just like to put out a disclaimer that um, midwives in Ontario currently do not offer abortion care. Um, So if anyone listening to this podcast is um, looking at that option, then I do... um, encourage you to seek uh, medical advice and counseling from a practitioner. Uh, It is a part of our education to understand how these services work and understand the process of abortion and have these conversations with with my clients should we need them. But again, if you're um, looking into potentially having this service for yourself, then please seek out medical care and get some counseling from your practitioner. 
Awesome. Okay, so we'll start off with our very first question here. Can you explain what an abortion is? So in simple terms, it's just a medical procedure to end a pregnancy. Um, there are different types of abortions that are offered and can be done in Ontario. Um, most commonly people hear of the medical abortion, so using medication to, for your uterus to expel the tissues of conception itself. And then there's that surgical abortion where a clinician will move those products of conception from the uterus. So there's those two different types of abortion, but essentially both are considered just a medical procedure to end the pregnancy. Is there a specific time when either can be performed? Yeah, so there is some constraints on medical abortion, just because it is using a medication and your uterus itself is expelling these tissues. So it's similar to a miscarriage in that sense. Um, that's how people kind of compare the process. That can be done between seven to 10 weeks at most. Um, and then we have our surgical abortions, depending on the surgical procedure, those can be done up to 24 weeks in Canada legally, I believe that is the timeline. Gotcha. Okay. And then um, can you explain then a little bit about the process of getting an abortion here in Ontario specifically, but if you're able to also comment on Canada, I don't know if that's sort of like you're out of your scope since you're only licensed here. Um, the process in Ontario, um, essentially we are a bit lucky, I would say, in Ontario. There's lots of cities that do offer abortion services, um, but unfortunately there is some constraints in terms of when, uh, in what time frame these clinics in these certain cities can offer these abortions and what type. So some off the top of my head, I know Brampton, Hamilton, London, Kitchener, Waterloo, Oshawa, lots of you know across the GTA um, but it is very specific to what that clinic can offer. Um, I believe if we are looking for something up to 24 weeks which is what I said is kind of the most that is done in um, Canada then we're looking at only getting services from London right so it is dependent on your situation but um, I say that for the most part if you're living in and around major cities, then there is a good chance that um, your major city has an abortion services. How that looks like is essentially um, there would have to be a confirmation of pregnancy. This is done through often what people know at home as well, urine sample, ultrasound, and also taking history, um, your menstrual history to determine is there confirmation in pregnancy? Is this pregnancy confirmed to be in the uterus? And how many weeks gestation are we approximating this pregnancy to be? And that will, based on that, your um, clinician will provide a conversation in terms of what is the best option for you. Um, I would say this is kind of like your first session is counseling and education and confirmation of pregnancy, depending on which method you would find best suitable for you through that conversation with you and your practitioner, um, then you the, that is dependent on how many more sessions you would have. So for uh, medical abortion, often you would 
just be able to start that day if you choose to do so. But there's that conversation of pros and cons. You know, a lot of people like how a medical abortion is very private, something that you can do at home. And that is good for anyone that does have um, some concerns surrounding their reproductive health and just want that privacy due to any personal history of such. Some cons of that is that it does require a bit more follow-up. Um, most tissue will expel within 24 hours, but it can take up to four to five days. So people don't like kind of going through that experience for a long time. So maybe that's not the option for them. And it does require following up with their practitioner to ensure that all the products have been expelled and confirming that there is no pregnancy anymore. Um, and then you have your surgical option, which is, I say is more your quote unquote one and done option, just because you book a procedure date, you go in for the procedure, and then for the most part, um, unless there is a complication, then you know that there has been expiration of that pregnancy. And um, essentially, sometimes there'll be one or two follow-up sessions just to ensure that you're feeling well. People like that because often pain management options are provided. There's less visits and the procedure itself is quick. It can be about 15 minutes. The cons of that can be that it can feel invasive. Um, it can trigger trauma responses to people. Um, and one thing to know is that you can't drive yourself home after procedures. That can limit that service to some people too. So essentially how that process looks is, is dependent on what type of um, abortion is best suitable for you in your situation. All right, and I guess just to end off here, um, can you maybe mention uh, some resources that you've come across that could be helpful for folks seeking information? Yes, of course, a couple of resources I've come across in my education. Um, Action Canada for Sexual Health and Rights does have good resources in terms of what available resources are um, for you in dependent on which province you live in. Um, there's Abortions Rights Coalition of Canada that also has a list of resources and support services. And because I have learned and worked in um, the Hamilton region, I do know of an excellent service that's offered in Hamilton and Toronto called um, Birthmark. They are a group of doulas, but they also offer abortion doulas. So that is a free service, self-referral. Um, they like to especially target help for people of the LGBTQ community, uh, minorities and such. Um, and they essentially offer that emotional support that you may not be able to receive from your family and friends or whatever your social circle is. So that is a good resource um, for those living in that area if they need it. Awesome. Okay. Thank you very much, Isabella, for your input. Thanks for having me. <laughs> So yeah, so bringing it back now to a Canadian context, what it means, I think, to Canadian law. I yeah. Think is, yeah. So in Canada, abortions or the whole concept of abortions and access to abortion services has a little bit of a similar um, rooting, I guess, as it does in uh, the United States about like how it originally started to be legalized, but then it took a very different turn because Canadians have, or I guess the Canadian judicial system has different ideologies about how it should be governed but mm -hmm. junior you want to give a little bit of a overview on that in the notes that are right there so i zoned out <laughs> what are we doing the history the history <laughs> yeah. i was like damn 
Um, okay, so basically, it's a long history, okay? It starts really from in 1969, when the liberal government permitted abortions under circa- certain circumstances. Um, oh, Colin has off my beverage. <laughs> so, abortions were to be provided only in a hospital if a committee of doctors decided that continuing the pregnancy might endanger the woman's life or health. So, similar to what um, the Roe versus Wade uh, prior to that occurring, right? Um, and so, but fast forward to 1970 when the Vancouver Women's Caucus organized a caravan to travel from Vancouver to Ottawa as a national feminist uh, protest to liberalize the abortion law. That's so cool. That is really cool. That's very like. Mm-hmm. Femme. <laughs> Femme. Sorry, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, okay, I'm gonna hold up a drink. And so in 1982, Canada enacted the Charter of Rights and Freedom. And so basically any law uh, found contravening, am I reading this right? Sorry. Yeah, you're right. I have motion sickness. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's it's not you, it's me. Um, <laughs> those rights could be struck down. Why did I apologize? <laughs> I have nothing to do with your vertigo, but continue, sorry. Um, those rights could be struck down as unconstitutional. Um, in 1988, the Supreme Court of Canada struck down the Canada's abortion law as unconstitutional. Awesome. The law was found to violate Section 7 of the Charter of Rights and Freedoms because it infringed upon a woman's right to life, liberty, and security of person. So it's all, again, also similar to the, um, the U.S. where it was, uh, what was I trying to say? It infringed upon their a woman's right to privacy there, right? Yeah. Versus here, I was his life, liberty, and a security, security of person. Yeah. Um, Chief Justice Brian Dixon wrote that forcing a woman by threat of a criminal sanction to carry a fetus to term unless she meets certain criteria unrelated to her own priorities um, and aspiration is a profound interference with the woman's body and thus a violation of her security of yeah, the person. Yeah. As he should, King. <laughs> so then Canada became one of a small number of countries without a law restricting abortion. So abortion was now treated like any other medical procedure and was governed by provincial, territorial, and medical regulations. Um, fast forward to in 1989, when the Supreme Court actually ruled that a father has no legal right to veto a woman's abortion decision. This came after, um, this ruling came after the boyfriend um, of a woman obtained a court injunction preventing her from getting an abortion. So by the time the case was settled, though, um, she had already secretly obtained an abortion in the U.S. Uh, the legality of abortion in Canada continues to be an ongoing and high debate in government, despite its legality across all stages of pregnancy, regardless of the reason, access to services and resources varies across region. Um, there's also one thing where I thought was really important was with the... Was it the Nova Scotia? Um, I mean... What, what about Nova Scotia? Where, so there's essentially like, it's also very interesting to point out that the way that these laws are written and the specific wording that's used um, originally in Nova Scotia, correct me if I'm wrong, um, it used to say how abortion was allowed if it was done by specifically um, a healthcare practitioner in uh what is like the OBJ OB OBGYN GYN I was trying to say I was like OB OB <laughs> OBGYN or like uh, basically underneath that department or had specialty yeah. um whatever in that department they were only able to do that and it had to also have writing by two doctors yeah so it was very while abortion was considered allowed it was also a lot of um I would say barriers mm-hmm. to getting an abortion fast forward to now where um 
they had changed it to essentially saying abortions are allowed in a hospital setting. Yeah. And that is fine. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to say, you're going to a lot of dead ends. I am. Interesting. I've done a lot of, uh... Yui's. Yui's, that's it. Okay, um, but now I think what's really important is to talk about maybe how it affects Canadians. Yeah. Um, would you like to provide some insight on that, Sohanya? Sure. So, um, in Canada, right, there's, even though we have pretty much, like, unequivocal rights to uh, abortion mm-hmm. and accessing abortion services just because that right exists or has been um, granted if you will um, it's not equitably accessible so most abortion care clinics across Canada are only accessible to those in uh, urban settings mm-hmm. so often oh my god there's another death dead end you went to that one. I just went to that one. Anyway, so yeah, they're only accessible in urban settings, or predominantly. Mm-hmm. So, because um, they're not accept, uh, oftentimes a lot of folks can't access abortion services in urban settings because they live in rural areas or very remote areas. They go to the U.S. because that's more accessible for them to access those services, especially for those who live on the border. Yeah, right? that yeah. live in border areas. However, because that's no longer going to be possible in certain areas it's Mm going to limit a lot of canadians ability to access abortion services Mm -hmm. i also think there was um another thing where how sorry um no providers in canada offer abortion beyond 23 weeks and six days yeah so when they are beyond 23 weeks and six days many canadians end up traveling to the u.s to access services with little guidance or support from their government so that's also an impact of how it can affect canadians um because again like sonia said there are canadians that do travel to the u.s to obtain these services Mm -hmm. but in ontario or at least in like the gta for example Mm -hmm. Um, we're pretty fortunate that in the event if, you know, anyone that we ever know or, God forbid, you know, that, that situation comes up and they need to access abortion services, they have the liberty of doing that. In the Maritimes, it's so restricted. I think um, in uh, New Brunswick, there's only two places that you can access um, abortion services, and that's in a hospital in Moncton and then another hospital in um, another major city. I think I wrote that down. Uh, Bathurst. Bathurst. It's Moncton and Bathurst, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so those in um, New Brunswick, that's the only place you can really access those services. Remember the article that you were reading before? Of what? It's like the um, life before Roe versus Wade. It was basically saying that like the current healthcare system pretty much like all doctors and all people don't know what life is before oh yes yes what okay. it was and it like spoke about what women used to do yes so basically in the u.s it was saying how like roe versus wade has established approximately 50 years ago let's say um i think the number they used in the article was like 47 years uh but the median age of physicians in the U.S. is 51 years. So basically, they were arguing how the physicians nowadays don't know life before Roe versus Wade, mm-hmm. right? Which is very interesting, right? So they don't know what it means to not have abortions allowed, yeah. from my under- understanding. Yeah, yeah. It's like 
basically like the ramifications of what's to come from women trying to access or perform like underground quote-unquote abortions is like a gray zone that can... Sorry, there's speed bumps. Whoa, okay. Anyway, there's... What am I trying to say? Yeah, it's a, it's like a gray zone and oh, before the abortions were legalized, there was a lot of ways women would perform um, abortions that were not necessarily like sanctioned or um, yeah by the government, so they were like underground. Yes. And there's some like pretty horrific things that they had to do in order to Mm-hmm. perform abortions i read, was reading one of these things where it was like back in the day when like abortions were not legal um women would travel to countries where you would you could get abortions or they would mm-hmm. be paying like over a thousand dollars to get these abortions and if they didn't have a thousand dollars then um these physicians or whoever were doing these abortions basically refused or even there was times where um male physicians were um asked for sexual favors mm-hmm. prior to do- giving an abortion but that's that's wild i also read stuff about like women drinking bleach mm-hmm. or performing this is a little graphic but performing coat hanger abortions mm. which i'm sure you could yes. imply about yes. like what it is but yeah. yeah um and i think that is also fear for how moving forward i think we should really focus on like what it means now Right? Mm-hmm. What does it mean for women? Um, especially in the states where abortions are banned. Any final thoughts, Sahanya? I think that was an interesting discussion, and it's definitely going to be an open discussion. Mm-hmm. Right? For sure. You know, we're always learning, so the manner in which we communicated stuff today may have not been the most effective. Yes. But the whole point of doing this podcast, right, is for us to improve our knowledge translation skills. So yeah. If you have any comments or suggestions on how to better communicate what we said, let us know. If we're yeah. wrong, let us know. Yeah. If you don't agree with us, let us know. Also, if you did not like this carpool podcast, let us know. Yeah, I'm it was, sure it's... the audio wouldn't come editing is going to be <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> Which <laughs> is a whole lot of uh, oops. Um, but it was an interesting podcast to do. I definitely think so. I, I This was really funny because Sonia and I had a whole different idea coming in today's podcast yeah. of what to record. Um, but I literally, I was telling Sonia basically from my um, standpoint where I was like, again, I was on Instagram seeing everyone repost the, you know, in support of, like, or against abortion and like against the ruling and stuff. And I was like, oh, like, I felt like I wasn't doing anything by not posting anything. But I also felt like me posting something is not me doing something. And I wanted to do something about it. And then I realized, oh, wait, I have a platform where I could speak about this. Oh, you're trying. And just speak. Yeah, again, I have a platform to speak about this. And I thought, why not? Right? And that's why I was like, yo, Sonia, what if we talk about abortions today? Yeah, and it was... Solid 12 out of 12 idea. 12 out of 12. I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I honestly have to say like, think, say so too, because I think Sonia and I was making the joke too, like, we really looked into the Roe versus Wade. Yeah. Okay, oh? You can, are you not? Okay. okay. Oh, you're turning. <laughs> but yes. started rolling, and I was like, are you going to go or not? Are you going to cut me off? Anyways. Oh, 
but yes thank you guys for tuning in mm-hmm. any final thoughts Sonia um today's weather is a high of 22 degrees anyways uh <laughs> bye